Hey gang, welcome to the Texture Lounge episode number four. Today we have Ashley Lee joining us, texture expert stylist based here in New York City. At the time we interviewed her a few months ago now, um, she was working at Next Vanity Salon, but now is at Leona Wilson. So I hope you enjoy this interview and feel free to leave a review, comment or like and share with like-minded individuals. I'm super excited to have you here on the Texture Lounge. Um, you are one of the Mazzani artists that I think is totally doing some inspirational work. And I just wanted to share that with the Texture Lounge readers as well as our listeners. Yay, thank you for having me. Not at all. Okay, so Ashley Lee, you are a texture expert or expert as we like to call it. Um, you have an expertise in styling and coloring textured hair, and you're also a Mazzani artist. Now, for any one of our listeners out there, if you follow Ashley Lee on her Instagram, which is at AL Styling, is that right? Yep. Perfect. You'll know that she takes color to the next level. Now, I know that you do so much more than color, but my God, your color is pretty insane. Thank you. And one of the examples is of, I'm not sure of her last name. I know her first name is Alicia, Um, but she does go by at Neon Style Fox. You took her from pretty much, you know, her natural dark brown, almost black, but not quite, all the way to a bright neon pink. And a healthy bright neon pink at that. So I wanted to highlight that because I think it looks absolutely stunning. Now, Ashley, I want you to give us your elevator pitch and describe what you do in one sentence. What I do in one sentence. Um, I would say what I do in one sentence is color curls, but keep the integrity. Love it. And what do you love about working with textured hair? What I love most about working with textured hair is the fact that even though like it's curly, there's so many different types of textured hair. So no like head of hair is really the same. There's people who have curly hair, but it's like pretty dense. And there's people who have like loose curls, but it's fine, tight, but it's fine. And so I just feel like there's so much variety inside of curly hair and that's why I like to play in it so for me one of the reasons why I launched the texture lounge is because I wanted to create a platform where this kind of hair is celebrated because at the end of the hair at the end of the hair at the end of the day (laughs) textured hair is hair right so any stylist that calls himself a professional should be able to deal with textured hair there's no excuse so what is the top tip? What do you say to those stylists and salons who are afraid to work with this fabric of hair? I think my top tip would be just to dive in, like do your research, but you can't be afraid to experiment with it because me personally, I learned how to deal with textured hair when I first went natural and I was just experimenting with my own hair. Mm. So from there, 
I was able to learn like the different nuances to different kinds of curly hair. And then you just can't be afraid with it. You just have to kind of play around and really, really learn like about the curl. Okay. So So just dive deep into it, get into it and experiment and you will learn and get Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. How did the collaboration with uh, influencer Alicia or Neon Style Fox, as she's known on Instagram, come about? Um, We actually have a mutual um, contact. So her friend, her good friend, came to get her hair done by me and she came with her. And then from there, I did just a simple, like, blowout in style haircut. Mm. And she was like, I really want to go pink. And I'm like... I would love to do that <laughs> because not everybody <laughs> says that every day. Right. So, um, yeah, so we were both really, really excited about it. And she kind of just let me do whatever I wanted. So from there, it just went on. And then I was able to, like, retouch her. And, you know, it's been it's been fun. <laughs> and the fact that she's an influencer, do you say, do you feel like that has some kind of impact on spreading your work through social media and reaching a larger audience? Is that maybe part of your strategy? Something you sort of want to Um, do? Yeah, I definitely think that it's impactful and gets your name more out there when you work with those type of people. And plus she puts out really good content. So Mm. as she gets her own content, then it's kind of like content for me as well because I'm able to pull her pictures and, you know, get those cool pictures that not all clients are able to take so it's it's a good exchange okay so you're saying that yep it's great to work with a a, an influencer but they that quality of content is important because you can't just pull certain images that have been posted from any client because the quality isn't always on brand for you Mm -hmm. cool all right so tell me a little bit more I want to learn more about what motivates you so on those days when you are not feeling, you know, 110%, what motivates you to get you there? What motivates me to get to 110%? I would say on days that I feel like blah, I'm very into fashion and style. So on days that I feel like not so great, I tend to like dress extra <laughs> so that it kind of gives me a little pick me up. Okay. And that usually helps a lot because I feel like when you look good, then you feel good. So very true. And I have to say you, you bring it every time I see you, (laughs) honestly, you come with a different style. Like you are always ever changing. Uh, I see it in your hair. I see it in your clothes. It's, it's definitely there. So I, I definitely, um, agree with that. Thank you. Feedback. All right. So what does success mean to you, Ashley? Success to me is meeting my own personal goals for myself, Mm. Um, just reaching the things that I want to reach, not necessarily like standards that other people have set, but I like to reach my own personal goals and do what makes me the happiest. So once I do that, then I feel like I'm successful. tell Tell us some of your goals. What are you aiming for? Well, I recently hit a, a goal and got um, my name featured in Elle magazine, which was awesome. awesome. So 
little things like that, like things that, I don't know, places that you always want to see yourself that you envision, but not don't necessarily think that you can attain at certain points in time. It's like, it's good to work up to those points. So yeah, just the little things. <laughs> Got it. That's not a little thing to be featured, featured in I'm- Elle magazine, by the way. <laughs> By the way, I haven't quite made it there yet. <laughs> so I'm going to need to take a few <laughs> tips out of your book, Ashley. <laughs> All right. So talk us through what, what has been the highest moment of your career so far? Um, I would well, the L thing was definitely okay. one of the greatest. Okay. Another, um, just different times that I've gotten, um, published in different magazines like I said I look a lot to style and fashion and doing editorial things so I like when my work gets featured in like smaller publications as well so I've had like different covers and different spreads in different magazines so those have been like things that I am most proud of okay now one of the things I know about you Ashley if I'm going to be very honest is that you're very modest Okay, you don't yes. want to show off. <laughs> so look, this this podcast is for you to show off. Okay, so I'm going to ask you to list some of these publications that you've been published in. Maybe you got a cover in. You know, let's let's show off a little bit. What what have you okay. achieved? Tell us. Um. So a few years ago, I got the cover of Texture Magazine, nice. um, which is a lifestyle and fashion um, magazine catered towards um, natural hair. And so I was able to do the hair for the very first edition that was published, and it was with Africa Miranda. Oh, nice. uh, um, Beauty influencer. and She's great. Yeah, she's awesome. So um, I was able to do her hair, and we got a six-page spread and she did an article so that was like the featured article in the um in the publication so that was pretty pretty cool um other publications I've done a spread for seven tribes magazine which is a um publication that's pretty like I think there's it's in three different countries Mm -hmm. so I've done that and um, other small blog things like okay. Wim Magazine, Clothes Made in Magazine. Nice. Good. Uh, yeah. And now let's take it to the other side of the spectrum. So that was talking through your highest points yeah. of your career so far. What about what about your lowest? Talk us um, through that. My lowest point was actually at the beginning of everything because a lot of people don't know that when I started cosmetology school it was off of the fact that I had gotten laid off from my job so um I started cosmetology like I got fired on a Friday and by the next (laughs) the next Friday I was enrolled in cosmetology school and I just kind of took a leap on faith and didn't know how I was going to pay for anything, didn't have any type of plan, but I just felt very strongly about the fact that this is something I should be doing. Yep. So it was really, really difficult to, to get through it and kind of like 
live knowing that I didn't really have like a full fledged plan. Mm-hmm. But um, made it through. <laughs> yeah, you did. And I don't regret it at all. Like it was the best decision that I have ever made because now I'm doing exactly what I want to do. So it's been awesome ever since. Okay, so let's turn back the hands of time a bit. If you could go back and wipe the slate completely clean and start over again, what is the one thing you would change? Hmm. I think the one thing that I would change is probably I would have started working in a salon a bit earlier. Like, even though... Most of my classmates in cosmetology school weren't doing as many things as I was doing because I was, like, working on my portfolio and things and stuff when I was still a student. But I feel like if I had started working in a salon at that time, then it would have better prepared me because after, (laughs) like, I had just gotten, like, sort of thrown into it and I don't think I was as prepared as I wanted to be. So I think to get that salon experience a little earlier would have been um, beneficial to my career. And what would be the first thing you would say if you could go back and speak to your, let me say that again. What would be the first thing you would say if you could go back and speak to your younger self? Um, I would tell myself to be more fearless and to not second-guess myself as much. Okay. Like, just kind of dive into things and do what I want to do, not, like, think that something's holding me back. Okay. So be fearless. Yes. Okay. Now, still talking about when you were much younger, what was your dream job? Um, I had so many. <laughs> so when <laughs> I was really, really young, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Oh, my gosh. A running theme. I I like animals. Okay. Um, Yeah, that was like the main one. Did you know that uh, another one of our Mazzani artists also has a big passion for animals? French maid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's she's also in Chicago. Yes. She's also a Texture Lounge approved stylist. So to those who are listening, if you want to learn more about French maid, Go to thetexturelounge.com and you can read her interview there. So, a vet, Ashley. Yeah, that was like the the longest running one. I wanted to be a botanist. I wanted to be a ballerina. What? (laughs) A lot of different things. But veterinarian was like the main one. So then how did you become a stylist? I mean, I I understand that, you know, you left your your job, you went into cosmetology Mm -hmm. school, but when did the whole passion for being a stylist come about? Honestly, I always had, like, a passion for doing hair and, like, makeup and things like that. But I never, in my younger years, took it as this could be my job. It was Mm. always kind of something that I just did, like, for my friends and family. And I never, like, thought, like, I should take it seriously until when I was working at that job that I got laid off at, like, I don't know, just different people would tell me, like, you should go to cosmetology school. You do all these things to your hair and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, "Eh, okay, maybe. But then, like, when I actually had an interest in it, there were things that were stopping me from doing it. Like what? 
just like time constraints and I just didn't have the time to do it. So that's why when I had gotten laid off, it was like, this is perfect because I, at that point I had went to see the people at the cosmetology school and everything. And it was only my time that was stopping me. So like at that particular job. So once I didn't have the job anymore, I was just like, this is a sign yeah. <laughs> and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I just did it. Now, if I have to ask you, what what is the legacy you want to leave in this world? When people hear the name Ashley Lee, what is it you want them to remember about you? Um, I think the what it's one thing that I'm passionate about doing within my own brand is making sure that I stay professional and that people know that I'm a professional. Um, I think it's something that's sort of like that perception is lacking in black beauty culture. So that's something that I want to like help to change and on a consumer and a stylist. And like, I want to inspire people to know that this is a lucrative professional interest industry and that it's not just for general market salons to be where the luxury experience is that it can be in any type of salon and we should all get the same thing. I love that. And I'm sure there are a ton of people who are listening to this going, yes, I agree. I shouldn't have to walk into a general market salon to be offered a glass of wine to go with my treatment or to, you know, to be greeted when I walk in. It's not to say that all um, texture salons don't have a professionalism because there are, you know, a good number of them that do. But to your point, there is still some work to be done to elevate this industry. Now, is there anything, just to your point, Ashley, are there any specific tips that you would want to give stylists that work in texture salons in terms of how to elevate that experience? How how can they bring some actual tactical um, advice from you and bring it to life in the salon to become more professional? I think that if you just work to put the client first, then everything else will follow. So it's mm-hmm. like when I, when clients come into my salon and sit in my chair, it's like I want to make sure that they're okay. So I'm asking them, do they need any water or you know, do you need help, like, knowing where the bathroom is? Like, different things, like, you would want to know if you were being serviced somewhere. Like, I wouldn't, I know that's the treatment that I would want if I were going to an establishment and getting a service done. So I just feel like, just, cater, like, you're there to cater to them. So just make them feel comfortable and make sure that everything is the way that you would want to be treated. Now, how important is the consultation process in your day-to-day in the salon? I think it's really, really important, especially if somebody is getting color, um, not only for the integrity of the hair, but it's also important that, like, that's information that I need to know in order to do my job, especially when when it comes to color, you need to know the history Mm -hmm. of that person because one (laughs) piece of information that's missing could change the entire service so Mm -hmm. it's very important to know like different aspects of what the client has done prior to coming to you 
in order for you to give them the best service for their actual hair. I'd love to know your point of view on the um, consumers out there that, you know, spend a lot of their time, or perhaps not a lot of their time, but they seek the advice of um, bloggers or influencers who have YouTube channels. And, you know, some of them are giving some great advice. And then let's face it, there are others that aren't. So what, how do you handle those situations when you have somebody walk into your chair or sit in your chair and they're kind of guiding you and telling you what to do because they've seen or heard of it on YouTube? Um, it does get kind of frustrating <laughs> when somebody sort of thinks that they have all the information already based off of just another consumer, basically. Mm. Um but how I handle it is just have that conversation, like just have a conversation with them and where I see holes in, in the information that they have, I do my best to fill it in. You can't necessarily be condescending in those situations. You kind of have to just speak about it and make sure that they realize that you know a little bit more than what they got from that video. Because at the end of the day, those, like a lot of those bloggers don't know the science behind certain things. Mm. So you kind of just have to fill in the information and just allow them to know, like get comfortable with you so that they value what you're saying versus what they saw online. Have you ever had to divorce a client? I have heard some <laughs> some stylists have actually gone through this before. Um, are you one of those stylists? To divorce like a long-standing client, like somebody that's been coming back. Short to term, me. it could be short, mid, or long. Um, the only time that I've had like a sort of weird interaction with the client where I was just like, okay, no, is <laughs> um. <laughs> I, there was a client that wanted color and she came in for like a quick consultation, but it wasn't like planned or anything. Like she just kind of popped in. So I saw her and spoke to her and then she wanted to book a color. But after we booked it and after I like reevaluated everything because the consultation was so like quick and kind of not thorough enough I went back and I told her like I think we should reevaluate if you want to come back in you you know like let me know and we can like reschedule your um color but I think that what's best is that we do like protein treatments because I don't know that your hair is in the greatest integrity to have the color at this time so you can come in and we can talk about it some more and she kind of flipped out on me like I canceled her appointment the day before but it was it was like well well in advance so oh my gosh um, I'm it's not like I'm doing it to get money out of you like I really just didn't want to jack up her hair so I was just like um I thought I was looking out for you but yeah she didn't I don't know if she I don't know what she was thinking but she was just not listening and kind of being angry so I was just at that point I was just like you can go to somebody else and get it colored. I think it's actually, it does show that you have integrity as a stylist and that you are looking out for them and the health of their hair because, you know, you could have just said, yeah, sure, I'll throw some color on on that. But 
you know, without knowing the true detail of her hair history, um, yeah. you could have done more damage than good and then spoiled right. your reputation through that. So what I thought. kudos yeah. to you. She didn't take it that way. Oh, oh well. <laughs> All right. So you are a Mazzani artist. So we both work on the brand Mazzani. Um, you have been a Mazzani artist now for how long, Ashley? Three years. Three years. Okay. And how did that partnership come about? It actually, I actually saw um, a posting on Instagram, strangely enough. It's, it, the, the world works in crazy ways now. <laughs> but um, I passed by like a post on Instagram saying that they were having auditions. So I was like, this seems cool. So I'm going to try. <laughs> so I sent in my information. And then from there, um, I was brought on to the next step, which was like a video audition. Okay. And then from there, I went to a in-person audition. And three years later. She's yeah. still here. <laughs> She's still here. Awesome. What has been your favorite moment with Mizani so far? My favorite moment with Mazzani. Mm, there's been so many good things. I would say, oh, one of my favorite moments was um, the True Textures launch. That was really, really cool where I got yeah. to, um, you know, make a look and then demo it in front of uh, different people in the hair and beauty industry. So that was like a really, really nice um, event. Also, um, helping to build one of the texture curriculums was, I thought was really cool. Okay. Um, other things. Oh, and I was a next-gen artist in Chicago last year. Yes, for, you were. For, um, I'm telling you, there's so many different things I You're forget. just modest, Ashley. <laughs> That's just you. You're just modest. Um, yeah, so that was, yeah, that was one of the, the biggest and best moments for me when I was a next-gen artist and I got to work alongside Caesar, so that was really, really cool. And then, of course, with, um, alongside Marquita as well, who was the, another artist. Okay. Um, so you I just am. called out Caesar, who is, um, Caesar Ramirez, who is the Mazzani Global Artistic Director for Mazzani, yeah. and he does the hair for a ton of people like Ciara... Chloe Kardashian. Chloe Kardashian, Kim Kardashian, and I believe he's done the younger ones too. Um, I blank out now, but I he he does do a ton of celebrity hair. Yes. I think he's also on tour now with Demi Lovato too, or he yeah, was yeah. recently. And Ariana Grande. And Ariana Grande. Yeah, the list is super long. So you got to <laughs> you got to work alongside Caesar, which is amazing. He's super creative, isn't he? Yes. And very um, meticulous, which I learned to appreciate. There we go. So Caesar, very, very detail oriented, which is something that I was lacking before, but not. <laughs> I I didn't realize how minute every mm -hmm. detail had to be until I started working with him, and I was like, okay, gotta really, really, really be pay close close attention. So. Okay. So do you think that mentor mentorship is equally as important in the hairdressing industry than anywhere else? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even starting from like a student, I feel like you should have somebody that you can look to for different sorts of advice. And I think that Mazzani has played a great 
role in me having different mentors because there's so many different established um, stylists on the team. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I didn't have prior to um, joining the team. So having those same like like-minded stylists and seeing like different things that they've done, it kind of inspires you to do different things and to like sort of adopt different practices into what you're doing within your own um, salon. So yeah, I think mentorship is definitely important. What advice do you have for aspiring stylists out there who are trying to, you know, perhaps get to the level that you are right now or enter the industry? What advice do you have for them? Advice that I have for aspiring stylists is start early specifically speaking to students like I know a lot of people when I was in school were sort of waiting to graduate to like start a portfolio and make a website because they didn't feel that they were stylist at that point but I feel like from the moment that you come into that space that you are a stylist and you should be establishing your own brand at that point so I would just my biggest yeah, my biggest advice would be just to hit the ground running and and just go for it. What phrase do you live by, Ashley? Is there any phrases out there or is there a phrase out there that you live by? Um, one phrase that I live by is success is the best revenge. Mm. Like that speaks to anybody who doubts you or think that you can't do something that you just show them by succeeding success is the best revenge don't bother going back to them with words Mm -mm. or violence (laughs) right or hate (laughs) just be successful in what you do and that's enough to be classed as revenge Mm -hmm. okay So now, Ashley, we are at the cool blast round. So I'm going to fire you some questions pretty quickly. And the idea is you're going to fire me back some answers super fast. The first thing you think of, a phrase or a word. Okay, ready? Yes. Name someone who inspired or inspires you and that you are dying to meet. Beyonce. (laughs) name the top three services or looks clients come to you for in order of popularity um balayage textured blowout or silk press as other people would call it and textured haircut name one hair product your clients love and you can't keep on your shelf um miracle milk 25 Miracle Milk by Mizani. We love that. <laughs> Amazing. And she isn't just saying that because we work on Mizani. I think we're both huge fans of the, of the product. Can you name any technical recommendations that help you maintain and build your business? Technical, you said technical recommendations? Yeah. So like any apps or websites or anything that you use to help build your business? Um, the Swivel app perfect for um people with natural hair that are looking for a stylist what are the three products or tools you cannot travel without um my blow dryer a denman brush 
and I love um, any type of wax. I specifically use Define Wax by Mazzani, but it's really good for slicking down any type of hair. What is the best way for listeners to keep up with what you're doing? Um, you can check out my Instagram, which is at AL Styling, or you can go to my website and sign up for my bi-monthly newsletters oh. at www.ashleyleestyling.com. One more question. Finish the sentence. If in doubt, pray. If in doubt, pray. Ashley Lee, thank you so much for sharing yourself with the Texture Lounge. To our listeners, you've officially met Ashley Lee and she is officially Texture Lounge approved. Um, You can visit the featured section of the website, which is www.thetexturelounge.com for the full interview and all the show notes. Ashley, you have been superb. Thank you so much for this. Thank you so much.